everyone, and welcome back to the Multiversity Manga Club. We are in the middle of the month, which means it is time for the One Piece Club. Yeah. I'm Walt, and as usual, I'm joined by Emily and Zach. Ahoy. Uh, <laughs> R. I said ahoy. Oh, I said... <laughs> ahoy, ahoy. So uh, today we are going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about like the post Ennies Lobby arc. For the first part yeah, it, yeah it's weird that it's like it's like kind of categorized as its own thing um but it but it is kind of like a short thing that is pretty like obviously story-wise it follows up from any's lobby but it feels you know kind of its own thing uh for reasons we'll get into yeah. and then we'll be getting a little bit into uh the a little bit we're, less than halfway through thriller bar actually we're pr- almost because i was looking at where we're gonna stop for the next month and we are pretty much halfway through or okay. more than i would say really thriller bark is not that long okay yeah it's only about 50 chapters i think right just like from when they get there and from when they leave it's and not by that one long. piece standards that's not very long 50 right. chapters that's only half a dress rosa though that's right yeah and i mean like wano is super getting long close so to 100 yeah with no end in sight (laughs) well i i guess the end is sort of in sight but i i don't know if the end of the well i don't know because well now we're getting in the weeds but didn't yeah i've read that it's going to be five acts and we're still on three really (laughs) yeah (laughs) because it's like based on like a certain style of um oh my god of like japanese storytelling oh well i am wrong then consider me bamboozled by oda i didn't know this i think maybe i had read that somewhere but i just didn't remember but at any rate we are forgivable (laughs) we are far from wano we are still where we where we pick up now we're still at water seven we just got back from uh and lobby with robin and frankie right i think there's one thing that we mainly want to talk about with the post and lobby thing but before we get to that like you know there's the other Stuff. Well, I a couple probably... of important things do happen before. Yes. The yes. Photo... I, well, this is post Annie's lobby, but like this is part of it. But like the the thing that people most associate with this is a little bit later. But right. The big thing is that once the Mary after the Mary gets its funeral, everyone's sad. We get a new pirates need a new ship. ship. And we alluded to this last time about how the Straw Hats get a really cool new ship, and it is quite cool and cute. The, the sunny what's the, the full name the thousand sunny. the thousand sunny that's it iceberg memes it he says it's because oh, shit I, I can't remember the exact verb here where the thousand comes it's from. like it will it will sail the thousand seas with a sunny right. smile or something like that and so and the sunny because like it's it's a got a lion's head on the uh figurehead yeah but it also kind of looks like a sun yeah it kind of reminds me of like a teletubbies icon. <laughs> like i don't know like it, it kind of it it feels a little bit more uh, kind of like childish but in like playful i guess sure i mean one piece is for kids but have you guys seen this is like a weird cut but um all there there were a lot of leaks you know over the last couple of years of um pokemon from like earlier versions of um like the first two gens Mm -hmm. and there was a leaked evolution of porygon that looked just like the thousand sunny lion oh that's right. i know exactly what you're talking about it's like this little lion face that has like little 
dots or circles around its head like yeah. floating. Yeah, it does kind of look like the Thousand Sunny face. Someday we're going to find out Oda worked in the like early <laughs> <Pokemon>. <laughs> Like Ichiro Oda dropped in one day and, div- and and designed like three Pokemon. That is not impossible. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, we get, and Frankie builds it. Of course. So, it's a shipwright. It's a shipwright. And shipwright to his core, not just a ship demolisher. No, and they kind of get into that. It's like, isn't it good to be to be building building ships again? Right. And they they get their bounties. They get so, we get some news about bounties. Right. Everyone's bounties go up, of course. Except and, Sanji, there was something weird happens with Sanji. There's no picture, but someone drew him. Right. And <laughs> it's very funny and we'll have a really good payoff later with this, this, this and this uh, old chopper thing. just says like a five berry it says like 50 berries like pet. yeah 50 so it's like you know like five cents like and something like that and yeah yeah as you said he's just doesn't need as their pet you see you see chopper like crying he's like no i'm i'm worth more than that and like zoro is happy because i think he might have the second biggest bounty sanji's third robin used to be like the second highest but of course she can't she can't go up because she's a girl <laughs> I don't think hers might go up later. Yeah, everybody, everybody kind of gets this like ego boost from these these wand posters. Except, except uh, Sanji is like, "What the hell happened?" Apparently, uh, they they talk about it like very briefly, but like they're like, "Oh yeah, the uh, photographer didn't take the lens off when they took the picture, so they just drew a picture of you later." But yeah, we'll see something something interesting will happen with that later. Um, and then Frankie, we also found out Frankie gets a bounty, which freaks out his, which freaks out his Frankie family. And this kind of leads into Frankie, drum roll, uh, becoming a member of the Straw Hat crew in case you didn't see it coming. (laughs) I wonder though, like, I mean, I feel like, I feel like it would have been obvious by the time Eni's lobby happened. However, during Water 7, I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I could see... People were saying Polly for a long time. That right, he was the rope guy, right? Rope guy, yeah. Rope guy. Which, like, I'm like, I guess, but I don't think he was, like, wacky enough to join <laughs> no, not Straw Hats. Really. Like, when compared to Frankie, it's like, yeah, Frankie fits <laughs> totally. He has a big personality. Yeah, or Kaku. Man, what if Kaku had joined? <laughs> no, that wouldn't have happened. Um, Yeah, so there's, there's some, like, silly prank they play to get because frankie at first like doesn't want to admit he wants to join the straw hats and like be with the ship you created so they like steal his underwear and like toss it around that's like a speedo yeah it's trunks yeah and it's kind of weird and silly as i'm reading it i'm like what the okay there's like a really funny sbs um somewhere (laughs) later on down the line where there, there's like a character in the background, like a, a young female character who's like <laughs> yeah. trying to like oh, yeah, eat yeah. and see and see Frankie, and someone asks ask about it. And yeah, Oda has like some cute, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he gives he, he gives her name like um, I forget her name, but her butler is named like Please Stop That or something <laughs> in Japanese, and like yeah, she's clearly like looking out with like opera glasses or something. But yeah, so Frankie. He gets a bit of a. It, it, the end of it is uh, interesting. Yeah. With um, sorry. The, the end of what? No, go ahead. The, the end. The end of um, Frankie catching up with the with the, with them like you know taking the trunks and him like chasing them because they're they're leading him to the thousand sunny, and it ends interestingly with. Robin grabs his junk. I don't know what else. To, yeah. Yeah. A very. 
<laughs> I wasn't expecting a cock and ball torture and it goes on for a while. It goes on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> like it's funny, I guess, but like the more I think about it, I'm like, okay, this is wow. Okay, Robin. Yeah, she was she she did it. And then this all leads to Frankie joining the crew. I can't imagine like talking to Frankie after that. It's like, yeah. yeah, I know, I just grabbed your stuff, but like, whatever. And again, a helpful SVS uh, confirmed that, that she can feel. She can feel everything she touches, uh, which like, okay, yeah, I kind of figured that was the case. So yeah, she, she officially knows things about Frankie. So this leads into them getting on the sunny. And then I think the big thing that happens, there's, well, there's two things. The Navy comes back. Oh, yes. The very important thing. And we meet the one of the vice admirals of the Navy, Garp. And Garp, we find out, is Luffy's grandfather. See, this this is me being a little fuzzy. Is this the first time we've seen Garp? Okay. I think we may have seen him like with the dog mask on before. Like um in the background of something, or maybe in another one of the sort of like interstitial arcs between between like uh, Alabasta and Skypiea okay. or something. I I don't think this is the very first time, but but this is the first time he's been like named and fully featured. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, they come to like you know they're they're coming to apprehend the pirates, and Luffy gets caught up sort of like arguing with his grandfather, and we find out that Garp can like throw cannonballs from the ship. He doesn't even have a cannon; he just throws them. It's pretty freaking awesome. And it's it, everyone's like freaking out. They're like, Luffy, why don't you tell us your grandfather was in the Navy? And of course, the answer is just like, well, it just didn't it didn't come up, I guess. I mean, I'm sure Oda had had it figured out because we know we know who Luffy's father is. Or if we didn't at this point, we we also find out that like Luffy has quite the uh, heritage. His father is one of the world um, revolutionaries who are standing up to the Navy. So this is like really weird and crazy. Like his grandfather is like part of the hierarchy of the world and his father is trying to break it down <laughs> it's just just classic rebellion yeah and and we see a little we see a little dragon i think uh later in this in this arc in a little scene with the with the revolutionaries but yeah like they kind of talk this out a bit garp beats up luffy a little bit I, and then he says he's just gonna go he's like that's okay you know you guys you guys can just go ahead and like Aokiji gets like a last moment talking to Robin a little bit before he goes off and he says something like, you know, I just wanted to make sure that you had found a place where, you know, you're not going to cause any danger. Let's see, let's see what happens now that there's this one piece of Ohara that survived because we find out that Aokiji respected um, Saul pretty well, um, even though he killed him a couple, like 20 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, we get, we get some closure on, on a couple things there. And then, yeah. Is there anything like, oh, we see uh, Colby and Helmeppo again. Yeah, they, they get a bit of a glow up. They get a pretty a pretty big glow up. Um, in, the, in the case of, I don't know, I mean, both of them, I think I think Helmeppo looks the most different because he's got this weird, like, visor thing. It looks almost sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And his hair is way different. And Kobe is just thinner and sort of bigger. I mean, it just seems like he went through a growth spurt and now he's like, Maybe Luffy's age, or I don't know. I'm guessing. Wait, if <laughs> did did Luffy age? <laughs> like, it seems because it seems like Kobe aged. Or, yeah, it, it, 
<laughs> I think be. there's an SBS about this too somewhere. <laughs> Time um, moves differently for the Navy. <laughs> I think I think that like Oda explained it somewhere that like when we met Kobe, he was just like right before his growth spurt. You know, he was like maybe yeah. like a tween, early teens, or as right. like Luffy is supposed to be like seventeen. Yeah, at this point. Because after time skip, he's 19, so... Yeah, there. So yeah. I, I feel, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but it's also... Yeah. I sure. Think, yeah, I can believe it. I, I choose to believe that, like, Kobe just kind of bulked up. He didn't actually age. He could have just, like, lost all the baby fat and was mm-hmm. working out, and that's why he looks different. But yeah. he has to get significantly taller, too. I know. <laughs> well, like Zach said, there's apparently there's like an SPS that, that gets into this, and I'm sure it's just like bullshit reasoning. Like, whoops, <laughs> I forgot that like no one else aged, but Kobe did. We need um, like we need something akin to the drill book that has like references to every like like relevant SPS for anything. Like you look up Kobe, and then it will direct <laughs> you to which SPSs are relevant to Kobe. <laughs> Yeah, that, have it have it fully indexed. That is a yeah. good. Oh my god, that's going to be a project for if I really have nothing to do in job. For for fellow One Piece fans, it's like how many references to the Panda Man do you guys want? Like, because <laughs> that's going to be half the book. Yeah, because that's like the thing people like to talk about a lot. Surprisingly, a lot about Wanzi. Um, at least like three about Wanzi. I feel. Yeah. So they they do eventually set off. Garp, uh, they get away from Garp. I think this is when he starts throwing the cannonballs. I mentioned it earlier. I just wanted to say it again because throwing it's the cannonballs cool. is so awesome. Yeah. Especially the one, like, huge one. <laughs> yeah, he just throws them. Yeah, so th- they get away. Um, and we sh- we scene shift to see Shanks and Whitebeard talking. And yeah, I think this pretty... is, we've seen Whitebeard before. Yeah, because we saw that he was, like, sick. Sick and has no beard. We talked no about beard. this too. Yeah. Just a long mustache. It looks like two kind of like sides sticking up. I, I don't care for the mustache. I'm not a fan of Whitebeard's yeah, mustache. I, I feel like there's something about Whitebeard's design that keeps me from really liking it. Like I don't hate it, but I think it's like the weird facial hair doesn't add as much as I thought. Yeah. They kind of just talk about Blackbeard for a bit and they say like Ace has got to stop. Uh, Shanks says to Black- Whitebeard, Ace has got to stop chasing Blackbeard. Like this is getting crazy. And black and Whitebeard's like, nah, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> right. Did, and, did we know from the previous chapters that we read? I want to say we did that. There was like a like single panel mention that Blackbeard had cr- had killed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they talked about why Ace was going after Blackbeard because he right. killed one of their division commanders. Right. I know that. I know they talked about that in absconded. what we just read. Yes, I, they did talk about it before, like okay. almost way back in Alabasta. I want to say. Right. Pro- probably. I. I probably right after like the scene when uh luffy meets him yes yeah Yeah, he he does get into that so this has all been planned out and so this just gives you another chance to see shanks and he's doing things in the background and i think we get our first is this the first time that emperor's hockey is shown i forget it's hockey of the divine king or something it means that it's this thing where like your willpower and strength is so good and so hi i don't know how to put it like it's so overwhelming that you just like cause people who are too weak around you to just faint right and apparently i think it's a thing you're born with because like you see a couple other characters have this later on and they get it really young uh i don't know if i i I don't want to say who these other people are but i think shanks is the first person we see using this 
And I think it's the first explicit mention we get of hockey, which becomes an important sort of power thing later. It's not that complicated. It's really just kind of a, a way to fight against uh, Zoan, um, excuse me, uh, Logia types. Yes. Don't don't we find out later that the whatever the thing that the the people in Skypea use is similar to hockey? Oh, that's oh. interesting. Oh, mantra. mantra. Yeah, that's called. Yeah, that's the, called. Um, it's like observation hockey. Yeah, versus, it's like perception. Uh, yeah. You're right. Yeah, that is the same thing that the Skypeans use. It just wasn't called that then. So, and then we get another scene shift. Do we want to talk about the best part of this entire? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I the day Walter read it, he woke me up. I literally say, woke up. <laughs> it was like it was like hey, six hey, thirty. Hey, hey. He's like, oh my god, Blackbeard is so cool. And I said, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> This is when you get, I think. To be fair, the, it was more like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I was like half asleep. I was like, oh, but I knew what you were talking about. But I think this is the first time we really get a sense for how cool and like how monumental Blackbeard's going to be. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I can't read this now and not think that Blackbeard is not going to be like the final antagonist of One Piece or sort of the main thing, right? Right. It's just really cool. So, I mean, basically all that happens is that Ace catches up with Blackbeard and his crew on this island called Benaro, Benaro or something. I don't right. know. I don't, think, I don't think the name matters, but they... Uh... It just one-on-ones Blackbeard. Blackbeard has his crew stand down and we see Blackbeard's devil fruit powers, which mm-hmm. at first talks about it being darkness, which it is. Yeah, it's darkness power, but it seems to have other properties but before we get into that i wanted to say that the reason that we find out i think we find out everything we know about this at this point that that blackbeard killed the guy killed the commander because he found this devil fruit and blackbeard knew what this was because he has the devil fruit catalog apparently which doesn't have every devil fruit in it as oda mentions he's like oh yeah that's why kaku and khalifa didn't know what they had of course but like there is apparently there is like a catalog of known devil fruits and stuff and Double fruit production and like rejuvenation is weird. We'll actually get to talk about that way later. So, so they so fight and it's really Black, cool. Blackbeard had basically like gone through this catalog and picked out what is the best of these. And he found, he found a really good one. Um, I guess it's, go ahead, Zach. I was going to say just um, before we get to the fight, there's mm-hmm. the, the last image of Blackbeard and I think it's chapter 440. The first time I saw that image, the first thing that came to mind was like the really iconic um, clockwork orange, like oh. face on where yeah. with, with the guy, he has like the black bowler oh, yeah, hat. I can see that. And like something about like the way that the, the blacks in this, like his hair is like blending into the background. And like his, yeah. his like, it's like, a, I don't know. It, I just, Im- yeah, I just immediately thought of that. And it has kind of like stuck with me um, since I read it the first time. And yeah. It's just really creepy. I <laughs> thought you were a... going to say something about Kingdom Hearts. No. <laughs> I, 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 I wish. Trying... I wish. There is a fruit that's like this, but opposite. Hmm. And I know who has it, but you haven't met them yet. Wow. You've never met them. And it might be a while before you meet them. Holy crap. Wait, just who has missed... the, the opposite of this one? Pretty much. Kisaru? He's an admiral. Um. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Yes. But at any rate, 
Blackbeard is, uh, as he says, made out of darkness. Right. So he has like the essence of darkness, and it but sort it's of has like, a it's, gra- like dark, it's darkness in the in the sense of like a black hole. Right. Yeah. It's not like. And so it's it's really a power of gravity. Right. The darkness um, is just a cool visual effect, really. Well, I do want to say there is someone that has gravity power later, but it's just gravity. It's not this darkness power too. But it right. seems like mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like how um, Bellamy's spring power is kind of like Luffy's power. Right. It, some some fruits can do things that are similar to what other fruits can do. But yeah, this fight, is this the best fight that's happened so far? Like, just sort of... So far, yes. The yeah. It's, feeling it's... of it and just like the, I don't know, at the risk of sounding like a 2002 article, like epicness, it just feels really important, I guess. Well, it just, it comes on so fast and it escalates very quickly and then it just ends. And we're not going to find out what happened for a while. That's what I was wondering, actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We do find out, though, that the darkness of the the, um, the devil fruit's darkness power can absorb other devil fruit powers. So, but that doesn't explain everything. <laughs> no. Right? Because Blackbeard says something else weird in this chapter. Did you notice this, Zach? Mm-mm. He gets real close to Ace at some point, and he's like, you noticed it, didn't you, Ace? my body something and like he doesn't really complete the thought and ace is like no way and it's like what did you yes. notice <laughs> yeah you probably noticed it by now yeah ace. yeah again <laughs> why <laughs> oh I-, I can't find the exact panel but it's definitely something like that that suggests it's not just like oh your dark your devil fruit can can absorb stuff like yeah it's, it's more than that it feels like yeah, he, he he's like holding him, and he's and he says, "Ask for my body." Well, you probably noticed it by now, and right? That's it. Yeah, like the three the three skulls come on. What does it mean? Plus, plus, in addition to it like being cool conceptually and having cool moments, it just looks great. It is a great yeah. looking fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, that's that's a really good point. I think it's very sort of like yeah, it's sort of exceptional, like sort of just like how they're fighting because mm-hmm. i mean the firepower you don't really get to see how strong ace's power is until here and of course blackbeards i mean probably the strongest devil fruit we've seen to this point right even though he does take he takes damage like he can't things can't pass through him he absorbs pain and such and then sort of i guess rechannels it with this with this really really cool ability called liberation where he right. like sucked oh, in so cool. yeah, i know he sucked in the entire town and then blasted out these like saloons so and like it, it just looks like an old western town on this island for some reason <laughs> i said i said it looks like the uh, set from blazing saddles it does actually yeah it just it, it he, he blasted the blazing saddles set uh out of his back or whatever out of his body i suppose and yeah we don't really see like the conclusion of the fight yet we see like something ominous there there's it just tells us that like this is a monumental it will be significant <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> <laughs> Which somehow, like, if as if it wasn't enough, like, it, it, like we've said, it was kind of like one of the biggest and most like bombastic fights that One Piece has had. But then at the end, Oda just is like, "And now I'm going to tell you, this is very important." If you didn't already realize, <laughs> well, I mean, the other thing is that we see like uh, Ace's like hat on the ground, yeah, and, like, yeah, just ominous like dust or soak mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, I think you know. There's a pretty good implication we're supposed to be thinking like, wait, did like Blackbeard kill Ace or what? You know? Yeah, we don't know yet because Ace has, or excuse me, Luffy has Ace's Viewer card, which is the thing that lets you like 
know where someone is and like their condition. Hmm. They explained it a little bit later. They he got it in Alabasta and he's had it for a while now. They they right before they clash before the chapter ends, Blackbeard says, "The sun or the darkness, only one of us will win." Zach, do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> um light or the well no i guess we we tried we fished for we fished for kingdom Hearts. Uh, okay okay <laughs> i mean um i'm just kidding. i, I know that kingdom play. hearts is light <laughs> there we go i think that the one piece might be light too the the door to darkness hey fellas did someone say <laughs> who's the mickey of of one piece is it shanks um um <laughs> Shanks seems like the best contender. Yeah, like some strong guy who doesn't really, who could solve a lot of problems, but like doesn't really. It doesn't seem super intimidating. Yeah, yeah. Just like on his face. <laughs> it it is wild. I mean, like Shanks hasn't done anything really in a thousand <laughs> know, chapters I, in One Piece. Honestly, like Shanks is, I think, one of the most for as much as he gets talked about. I think he's one of the least like spec like sort of remarkable one piece characters like he's good in the first chapter mm-hmm. and sort of the early parts of one piece but like shanks just kind of like talks to people he doesn't really so, so quick backtracking i did like that uh in in the uh scene with whitebeard the like little thing about like you know uh some great warrior must have taken your arm he's just like Meh. actually uh it, <laughs> yeah it got, it got bit off as trying to save his kid but well, it just kind of plays it off i thought that was a kind yeah of yeah he's kind cool of moment uh, yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not complete, don't get me wrong, like, he's not totally lame, I just feel like we haven't seen him do much, I guess it's the implication right, of right, Shanks, right. it's it, not really the suggestion of Shanks. Shanks. Yeah, it, I mean, we've, we've, like, seen less of Shanks doing things than we have of Blackbeard. Yeah, at this even. point, we definitely have. I mean, you could kind of, like, because Blackbeard, Blackbeard, like I said, is kind of, like, nega Luffy in a way, like, he doesn't have the same, like, he does not have the same, um, trajectory necessarily but he he and his crew believe in like fate and dreams like blackbeard is not one of these anime villains who's like a total nihilist like he believes in like fulfilling his dreams the same as luffy and he has sort of like a, he just has bad dreams maybe. yeah we don't really know i mean he wants the one piece but you remember when he was in jaya you know he believed in the sky island he believed in well he, he obviously i mean everyone believes in one piece i don't think anyone doesn't believe the one piece is real in one piece world right are there one piece atheists or skeptics out there i thought there were like a couple mentions about there like, might you know, be like, like oh that can't be real one piece can't be real yeah yeah but it's interesting yeah to see sort of his um you see it in like fits and starts blackbeard's sort of um his ascension here and i think this is the first big moment where you realize like blackbeard's going to be a huge deal um so yeah i think that's about because when we come back to the Straw Hats, they're like, we should head for Fishman Island next. Well, I hate to break it. Yeah, but... I was like, I remember when I was reading that, I was like, Fishman Island, doesn't that come much later? Right. Yeah. Yes. So, I didn't I didn't really get into it, but Usopp also rejoined the crew in case um Oh yeah, we did skip it. There's like a pretty <laughs> I mean uh... it's pretty obvious where that he did. Yeah, I just kinda of took that for granted. But it's like a fairly like I, I get like, you know, Zora's very much a hard ass about it. He was like, but yeah, the idea that if he doesn't apologize, he doesn't get to come back. Yeah, he should apologize. I mean, yeah, I mean, he I understand why he had problems with the crew about the ship. I mean, I could understand the emotional thrust of that. But yeah, like he was being a little bit arrogant coming back. He's like, oh, you guys, right. you guys were waiting for me this whole time. I mean, we, we love this up. We yeah. were waiting for him. We were waiting. Yeah. 
So, so is that it for the post-Senislavi stuff? I think that's most of the big stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, then I guess we'll take a quick break and be back to talk briefly about the uh, beginning of Thriller Bark. We'll probably have more to say once we're finished with it, but there's certainly some things to say about the beginning of it, such as the appearance of a new prominent character. A couple. Wink, wink. A future crew member. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in just a second. Hello, everybody. My name is Mike. And I'm Greg. And together we are Robots from Tomorrow, a twice-weekly podcast appearing at multiversitycomics.com. Each week we take some time to check out books and shelves on Wednesday that are worth your attention. And each month we dissect the previous catalog. We also have long-form discussions about books we've enjoyed like Dan Klaus' Ghost World and Jack Kirby and Mike Royer's Commanding. And if that's not enough, we also do creator interviews. Some of the talks you'll find in our archives feature Mike Mignola, Leila Del Duca, Sean Martinborough, Emma Beebe, and Greg Rucka. So that's a lot of content for everybody. Please subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow in iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. Alright, welcome back. Uh, we are going to be talking about the beginning of the Thriller Bark arc. <laughs> Always uh, is funny to say. For our second half of the episode... Um, which begins with the the crew and their fancy new ship gets like kind of stuck out in a fog. Yeah. And there's talk about ghost pirates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like that Venture Brothers episode, yeah. kind of. They, they just reenact the entire Ghost of the Sargassum, even though that came out well after this, I'm pretty sure. Uh, mm, uh, maybe not. No, I, it might, might not have. been around with because... how like long Venture Brothers production time is. Isn't that how... an early episode, though? It is an early episode. Okay, so, so it might have yeah. come out before. Yeah. Oh, don't watch that before making this. That's the true inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So they find like this barrel that they bring Yeah, this is the this is the thing that like sets off basically it, all it events. It drags them to Thriller Bark, basically. Um, Thriller Bark is like a, well, well, we'll say what Thriller Bark is when we get to Thriller Bark, but the most important thing that happens during this part is that they come across a mysterious stranger. Who is that strange man? That, um, <laughs> that strange man is a skeleton named Brooke, who is quite tall, uh, like a lot of One Piece Very characters. cool design. Very good design. He is a skeleton with an afro. I think I remember reading that Oda designed designed Brooke in like the early sort of like I mean, I'm sure he designed a lot of the crew, but he might have been sure, one of the sure. first that Oda... And he's like, I'm going to get to drew. him eventually. Yeah, but early on, um, Luffy said he wanted a musician. That's and right. we if find it's... out Brooke, Brooke is, like, alone on his ship. Uh, he doesn't seem to be, like, a zombie, per se. He's very um, jolly. He's jolly. Says he's yo-ho-ho. A, he's a little perverted. Um, as... he, loves, he loves to ask to see the women's panties, which... Not, like, my favorite joke in I the can, world. But... I can I can take it or leave it. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's like, well, compared to, like, stuff that Sanji does later, it's positively, like, harmless, but... At least he's asking. (laughs) Yeah, it's consent, I guess, and then he doesn't doesn't really try to, like, peep on anybody or anything. He just has this weird thing where he likes hot girls, but, I mean, yeah. So, Brooke has... Brooke is, like, drifting in this old ship, and he has lost his shadow. Right. And like, as soon as Luffy meets him, he's like, do you want to join my crew? You're so cool. To be fair, I would do the same thing. And Brooke says, I would love to. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great moment. Yeah. 
And so at first, I, I imagine thinking this would be like a fake out. Originally well, yeah, reading this. Because we just That's got a, a point, new crew right? member. This is like the closest you get. I mean, this is not a huge spoiler. Like you've probably seen Brooke in pictures, in images of like promotional stuff. Brooke joins the crew. But like this is very soon after Frankie. This is like what, ten chapters? I mean, that they that that Luffy asks him to like join. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's three. Like, yeah, three. Yeah. <laughs> So Brooke is just this uh, cool skeleton floating around. He he mentions that he, you know, ha- he was he had sailing the, sh- the seas with his own crew, which is on the ship that he was on. Yes. Um, but he encountered, he doesn't mention by name, if I'm correct, the, who took his shadow. No, he point. doesn't say by name. I, it's weird. He could just say like it was Gekko Moria, but I, Spoilers, maybe he's it's like, Gekko Moria. Yeah. But basically he, yeah, he's like, you know, like I, I've had my shadow stolen and that means that if he you ha- can't go out in the sun. I don't know how he knows this. Like, it seems like he's... If he we will, says we if will he... get into the logistics of this later. There are some <laughs> it, questions. It doesn't really matter that much. It's a kid's no. story. Like, I don't really care that not every single logical problem is answered. But he says that if he goes into the sun, he will just basically burn up and right. just turn into ash, I guess. And he also reveals that he's a musician. He's a musician. He which... can play all sorts of instruments. He, I think as of everything we've read, we haven't seen him like perform in any way. No, not yet, but you will. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know what his like instrument of choice is, or if he's a I do. singer. He's he sings. Um, he was singing a song. Um, that's true. He was like singing. That song but, becomes sort of a emotional. But pirates later. sing. If yeah, there's one thing I know about pirates, it's, it's that they weird. sing like, sea shanties. So the straw hats don't really sing, and Brooke is really the only one that sings. When they should sing the pirate rap. <laughs> Brooke's like, have you heard this wonderful uh, new song I came across? Um, All fun this fact, time, I was searching for a, for the subject of this song where it says, Dreamin', don't give it up, Luffy. <laughs> don't give it up, Zorro. Um, <laughs> fun fact, in the English dub, uh, Brooke is voiced by Ian Sinclair, the same guy that voices uh, Whis in the... Dream oh, <laughs> that's fun. He has a bit of a different... He doesn't sound I imagine so he has erudite. a slightly different... But but Brooke is a little bit uh, sort of debonair. Right. Um, uh, Side side note: I've seen that you guys have been going through (laughs) Super a bit more recently. Yeah, yeah, we're back to it. The plan. The plan is so we we uh, finished. So uh, good. We finished (laughs) Freeze the Saga and Kai, and so we're like, all right, we're gonna jump ahead to Super, finish (laughs) off the Goku Black Arc since we kind of dropped off in the middle of that, and then go back and resume uh, the Cell Saga. And then I'm going to, at least from from uh, where Goku Black ends, read the manga I'll probably, and catch up with that. Okay. I'll probably watch it. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. It's funny. I haven't read it, but I've watched mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I, so this... I, don't know how the, I don't know how they compare. Right. The anime is really good. <laughs> I really like this Goku Black arc so far. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. We were, we were just, not to get too off track, but we were talking about, like, how, how could I how could dragon ball bring me back it's like evil goku fuck that's good <laughs> i'll i'll be real i i i think that like goku black arc rivals i i think it could rival almost anything like post frieza in Z. it it's interesting so far like i, I mean See, it's interesting that you draw the line post frieza because to me cell saga is my favorite i think cell yeah. is the best dragon ball villain it is good i don't it's been a long time we'll have to do yeah. we'll have to do dragon ball after we catch up on one piece <laughs> yeah oh, that would wow. be fun 
Yeah, so so where were we with Brooke? So Brooke, Brooke. Uh, he does tell them uh, that his appearance is due to this devil fruit he ate, but it's yes, weird. Yes, his very unique devil So fruit. he has this fruit called the Revive Revive Fruit, which doesn't do anything but make you not swim until you die. And it will bring you back once. It's kind of like uh, the Biggie Smalls uh, stand. Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, there's a, there's a stand in JoJo's. This is really weird that only activates once the stand user dies. And then it's like unstoppable. It that's in part five. We, yeah. we may eventually recap that. Who knows? Yeah. So, so Brooke ate this fruit, and it activated when his crew was attacked, and he was they all died, they all died. including he died him. Too, but, but he then... came back. But because he was in this like really fog shrouded area, his, right, his soul like soul was like him. trying to get back to his body. So he, he like I guess like the effect he of his decomposed. fruit was like yeah, your soul has to still get back to its body and he didn't find it for like probably until like, he was bones yeah but his hair was still there and he said it's because he has very strong hair follicles yeah he's, he's dead except for his hair and nails dead yeah he's looking okay for somebody that was like a skeleton that has become a skeleton yeah i have to say um he can still wear clothes it he's got all like- he, he makes a lot of jokes about how like ah i see it's just a joke. I don't have any eyes. I forgot about something really funny. He can run on water because he's so loud. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, wait, Brooks That's in the so water. Good. He's he's um, they they because he's got he's still got a devil fruit, so he can't he would swim. Think, yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> Brooks very it's like funny. a freaking Looney Tune. Yeah, Brooke is a Looney Tune. Like yeah. as far as like the way he acts and stuff, like he's the most Looney Tune character. Yeah, and even some of the things that he can do. Later. Later are kind of loony. Yeah, he's... I do feel like Brooke gets a little sidelined after this. I don't feel like he ever... I've noticed that in, like, you know... It from, sucks because he's what, cool. I like From what I've read, you know, the as I've mentioned before on the podcast, like, the part where I, like, started picking up and reading it, just jumping in, like, reading uh, simultaneously, you know, in the middle of uh, uh, Dressrosa. I was about to say Danganronpa. Um, <laughs> That's <laughs> in a the middle of I don't remember that one. Though. Um that yeah he just really isn't present much uh, in in dress rosa he isn't there correct he is yeah he leaves with the nami and chopper but even so like in the stuff that since they rejoined yeah he hasn't had much time to shine yeah i hope they change that sometime. which is somewhat like on the one hand it's not good well i don't want to say not good it's it's somewhat good for me because now he's like a completely new character for me rather than like yeah rather than like a person that i'm like all right i know this character already and this is kind of like just filling in my gaps like he is essentially like i i know very little about brooke i've seen very little of him mm-hmm. yeah this is honestly like this whole arc and a little bit after is like the most focus he gets in the whole series so far <laughs> i mean oh. he obviously like like interacts with the crew but i just don't feel like he... maybe he'll get a second arc like sanji did we'll have the year of brooke <laughs> the year um, of brooke Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm still I we need a we need another year of Robin before we get a year oh, of Brooke. Ooh, yeah. I think we're about to get some Robin stuff. Oh, though. there was the, was there something in the latest chapter? Yeah, the most recent chapter oh, had like I haven't read it yet. It. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't read it. Yeah, uh, you gotta read it. I saw something about don't underestimate Nika Robin and I got yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah. Robin, you know though, Robin does a lot of cool stuff like on the down low throughout. Mm-hmm. Like, like she does in Dress Rosa, she does a lot of cool stuff, but it's not. Yes. it's really cool, but it's not like super called out, but in a good way, not in a right. way that's like Oda had to do something with Robin. I feel right. like there are some times where it suits where I, her character as well too. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, 
but I guess we're getting a little uh, bit. We're off getting track. a little because so, she does some stuff. In so yeah, yeah, we, we, um, we meet we meet Brooke, um, get, and then Brooke he, mentions, as we said, there is like this thing where they like found like a barrel uh, before they meet Brooke, and like, he's that, like, like set off like oh, a flare. You're fucked. Yeah, Thriller Bark <laughs> yeah. is after you. Yeah, and he says that Thriller Bark is where he lost his shadow, I think. Right. And they're like, okay, we're gonna help you get your shadow back, so you can like go out, you know, and 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 not die in the sun. And I. I don't know why they don't ask like, wait, how did this happen? How did you lose yeah. your shadow? Like what? They don't, I mean, it's okay. Like it's one piece. They probably just like, oh yeah. The walking, talking skeleton is, is hard enough to understand. But right. As the crew grows, the suspension of disabilities, like when it's, when it's Luffy, Zoro, maybe uh, Dami and Usopp, you're kind of like, yeah, you know, they would just kind of like be like, less so Nami, but the others are kind of, you can see like, oh, they'll just go off and like, you know, do whatever. But as you get like, you know, Robin, mainly Frankie. Robin. Uh, Robin's a little bit more down to earth. would be like, you know, so tell us more about this, you know. Yeah, Robin's like, think. wait, what about this? I think I think Brooke is like scared to talk about what happened. And he doesn't talk, he, he yeah, I think that's right. Because he doesn't really, he, he decides to tell them later when they're actually on Thriller Bark. So, so they get pulled into Thriller Bark. Thriller Bark is a big island. It's a big ship, actually. It's the a biggest ship, ship in the world. Yeah. Um, and it has a mouth like a like a um, Tim Curry. It looks like um, Frankenfurter mouth sort of on it, doesn't it? Yeah, kind of. I like I, that's what it reminds me of. But I mean, this whole arc is obviously influenced. I feel like obviously influenced by like Nightmare Before Christmas and a lot of the so character designs. There. Yes, the Burton one. Um, it, it is probably the not probably it is the closest that one piece gets to horror which means like spooky halloween vibes yeah. there's a really so they get there there's like a couple funny like gags there's one of the funniest gags that i forgot i wrote this down because it was so funny a zombie comes out of the ground luffy calmly places his hands on it and pushes it back into the ground <laughs> that is very good and he goes are you an old man with terrible injuries and he's like no i'm a zombie and then later they do they do an old man with terrible injuries <laughs> Yeah, they, they do get separated, though, because Nami, Chopper, and Usopp go in first. In the right. Mini Mary, which oh, is like... Oh, so cute. Yeah, there's like... um Frankie made a couple docks in the ship that have like little things that come out, like other ships, like a submarine, and a Mini Mary with like a shopping yeah. boat or something. We, we didn't talk a lot about the details of A Thousand Sunny because that could be an episode in and of itself. It's there like super S- fucking decked out, and there like are- they, re- they replaced the SBSs. With just with like, like you know floor plans diagrams and, and Oda's like here you go here's where the women's showers are and the men's uh like break room it's like holy shit how many levels is this here's the garden here's the the aquarium and you know blah, where blah, Nami's blah. or uh, tangerine trees are right and uh, yeah the aquarium it's really cool like I think I think there is a replica Thousand Sunny in Japan mm. which would be cool to go into <laughs> but um yeah I'd 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 be embarrassed to go without like child or something but who, who am i kidding i'm sure adults go there all the time maybe not right now but no, um probably not right now yeah so so get the thriller bark it's um pretty creepy there there's like a big church building like it almost it really looks like a yarnum uh, building from bloodborne i think the most like out of all the sort of structures here i think it looks the most like something from because zach joked about bloodborne last time and i'm like actually the building looks pretty bloodborne I'm Which not so sh- cool. I'm not so sure about everything else. <laughs> yeah, the the people don't. No, the people are pretty cute. I would say cute to like just sort of like charmingly silly scary. 
Yeah, nice. I think like the the like very early chapters where you kind of like first introduced to things like like I there was that like right when um the first group gets to the island and they come across that weird kind of like chimera lion yeah. man thing and like yeah. <laughs> that's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. But then it's much more played for laughs. Yeah, it's largely spooky. It's a little yeah. spooky. It's like a haunted house. It's like at the scariest it gets is like a cheesy haunted house. I would say. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's this like cute bat guy that shows up a couple times. Um, at least I think he's cute. I forget his name. Hilden. That's it. Told you I wrote down everyone's name. No, I I never doubted um, it. And so they get. I think the first significant person we meet is Doctor Hogback, who who looks like a pervert. <laughs> I mean, he's wearing like um, fishnets, right? Or, like... Fishnets, and then like the there's like the like weird kind of like <laughs> like gap in his pants, and like <laughs> his goggles. It's a weird outfit. He's a perfect, and it looks like he's sewn his face on or something. I, I yes. can't really tell what's going on with his face. Um, like uh, Lex Luthor in uh, the. <laughs> uh... We we mentioned that in the episode we just <laughs> recorded because. Brian said that you specifically called us out for I, not I, mentioning I, I, I that. I busted his balls about it, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. crossover. Yeah, Dr. Hogback is a respected, I'm not sure how Chopper found out about this, but like, I mean, I guess he was like a respected... <laughs> the respected sex pervert doctor. <laughs> he does look very weird, but at any rate, he's like a, a surgeon or something who was like, yeah. Delving into like the nature of life and, and Chopper is Which like of course means delving into the like, nature oh, no. of death. And okay, here's the first big to me Nightmare Before Christmas reference is that there's this servant he has who is like a, a skinny, like pretty woman named Sindri. And she's like stitched together. Yeah, she's clearly a zombie as well. She's or, or, a, a zombie you know, or some kind of automaton some or something. Yeah, undead. And she like has these plates and she, she always is like insulting Dr. Hogback behind his back or actually in his face and he can hear it. And mm-hmm. it's almost exactly the same rapport that the, that Sally and the doctor have in Nightmare Before Christmas. Am well, Sally doesn't insult. She just poisons him and tries to. Well, she him. tries to get away. Yeah. I thought it was somewhat similar. No, anyway, but I, I, you're, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we meet them a little bit. I think, I think they kind of, Hogback sort of puts on a little bit of a ruse and like, treats them to like i don't know i think he like lets them he lets them like bathe there it's weird it's, I, I was it's, little... <laughs> it's just the classic like again spooky haunted house thing where it's like welcome you know yeah I it's like you stay with us forever <laughs> yeah, it's like... type thing you know yeah it's like you know get ready to have a, an exciting night or i don't know you know he, he says something kind of weird yeah, there's um, I don't know how to describe the bath scene with Nami. It's just kind of it's strange. basically sexual assault. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, there was there was like I guess we passed by. There's a weird scene earlier when they first showed up the thriller park. Oh, where, that's like, right. Where some something Licks was like Robin? interfering with their various, well, with multiple of them. Like Sanji, like tried to jump off the boat and like got grabbed in midair. Some and, like, of those someone, are Peronas, I think. Yeah, some someone just like kind of like grabbed robin um and went like and licked her (laughs) oh yeah and licked her yeah this is like probably my least favorite one piece character this character (laughs) damn (laughs) but he's like he's he's like sanji's dream character it's kind of funny in like a fucked up way i don't know (laughs) um yeah yeah so we don't know who this is yet but he's somebody that works works some some clearly invisible person like just kind of like holds down nami while she's in the bath (laughs) 
It's a little it, bit much. It's um, it's weird. Yeah. All the, all the while, there's like an extended fart joke going on with, with, uh, Usopp, with and Usopp and Chopper. It's not. It's not the. Outside. It's not really the heights. It's not really the golden heights of One Piece here. Um, this part. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't last very long though, and this the, the disembodied voice talks about like you know making her his bride. Or yeah. Whatever. He doesn't really. As far as I can tell, all he did was like hold her against the wall, which is like okay, whatever. But while she yeah. was bathing. And... Yeah. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, no big deal. Let's not worry about it. We're in Dr. Hogback's mansion. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Well, it's actually, like, not okay at all. Wow. <laughs> Do we, uh, we see, we see some of the, like, weird stuff in this mansion, right? We see, like, the, the. You've got por- spooky portraits. You've, you've got, got, like, a rug. You've got comes the stairway, which it can be treacherous. <laughs> um. And there's that revolving door. Like there's there that revolving, is a revolving thing, like, door. Young yeah, that's what it is. It's the young Frankenstein castle. The candle castle. Back. Yeah. So, but it doesn't. It doesn't go like that. Um, when Luffy, so, so like Chopper, Nami, and Usopp are in a different part part of the castle than Luffy, Robin. Because at, at that at that point, you know, Luffy and them are trying to find. You know, they had gone off and had mm-hmm. to come back, and they're like, you know, what's going on? So that's when Luffy. Robin and Luffy, Robin, Frankie, Zoro, Sanji. Yes. <laughs> the rest of them. Brooke has kind of gone off. We don't really know what's going on with that. Where, yeah. um, and a lot of the crew doesn't really trust him. <laughs> no, I mean, when you're on like an island populated with zombies, skeletons basically a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's just a lot of stuff that, that happens here. I mean, I guess I could say that of any of any one piece arc. <laughs> there is I, just, I just feel like there's a here. lot of sort of like... Um, this is where we start to get more of those maps that are like Usopp, Zoro, and Sanji are here, and Luffy, uh, Frankie, uh, you know, Robin, whoever are up here. And I mean, we've seen those before, but I feel like from here on out, we're going to start seeing more of those yeah, maps. Yeah, you kind of need them. Yeah. Um, so where do we want to go from here? What what all happens? We, we meet a couple of the people that work for. We we find out we find out who owns this castle. By the way, who who is like the master of this castle? He is a um one of the warlords of the sea. A human? I don't know what he is, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, a man? They call him a man. I'm not so sure about that. Um, named Gecko Moria. And like Walter said, he is a warlord of the sea, so he is a pirate who works for the government. And um, he has the power to... He's the guy that, that takes the shadows. He takes shadows from, from people, from living people, and then puts them in these like dummies that Hogback makes. Which are the zombies. Which are the zombies. And so, like, for example... So they're, they're like, Frankenstein-style, like, corpse constructions. Yeah. yeah, and so, for example, like, a couple of the straw heads get captured, and, like, later they, they find... They also find, like, the zombie that has Brooke's shadow. Right. Who talks like Brooke. They find one with Zorro. It doesn't look like... Right, it doesn't look it's like Brooke. It's a different body. Yeah, it's, like, basically... It's basically, like, a spirit swap thing, but the original person still exists, and can walk around just fine except the body's dead yes it's kind of complicated but yeah like you see you kind of see how this works uh later it's it's really not science it literally he literally just picks the shadow up off the ground and like uses scissors to cut it which is pretty cool it's pretty cool uh gecko moria himself uh looks pretty cool he is like a he's quite different looking than, than pretty much any other character in one piece he looks like he kind of looks like one of those toys that, like, when you hit it, it bounces back and settles in the middle. Yeah. And, like, 
but he has legs. Like, but but the bottom of his body looks like that. To which his, I said, his yes, head almost <laughs> looked like one of those too, like a small one yeah. put on top of a big like one. Me. Yeah. And then Walter made a joke about him having like a dump truck ass. I'm like, well, yeah. I guess he's got a dump truck. <laughs> I did say Luffy beats up hunks, and I'm not really sure that Gekko Moria is a hunk. No, not um, really. No, he doesn't have a six pack that I can see. You know, thank God. I don't know. I I don't think it's ever really confirmed. Like, is Gekko Moria like a demon or something? Like, I don't know. Maybe my guess is that the the fruit he ate, the devil fruit, made Probably. him look like that. Yeah, because like you know, shadow powers are. Yeah. But wait, I think I've seen a picture of young Gekamoria and he looks the same. <laughs> he just looks like that. <laughs> Damn, how unfortunate. Picture, as in like someone took a picture of him. I'm in a drawing. Okay. Yeah. Gekamoria fan cam. <laughs> There's just hearts everywhere and like black hearts and stuff. So I, he also doesn't really seem interested in like being a bad guy. I don't know. He, he kind of just like. But he wants to be. He wants to be Pirate King, which a lot of One Piece villains want to be. I just feel like it's something that they just say like, yeah, uh, I should probably want to be Pirate King if I'm going to be, like, this big bad guy. But I don't think Crocodile really talked about wanting to be Pirate King. He might have done. I know it's his dream. It's one of his dreams. But, like, he he didn't... It wasn't really a thing he espoused, <laughs> as far as I can remember. But there's also... Let me just get Absalom out of the way. Absalom is the invisible guy. He's um the guy that was licking Robin and Nami. And he's, like, this lion person lion man <laughs> yeah he's looking for a bride for whatever yeah. reason i don't know he's just horny like a lot of the zombies make jokes about him being just kind of a horny idiot and yeah. um uh, yeah he he kind of sucks i don't know but he, he kind of makes it's kind of made up for that he has like a zombie who works for works in connection with him what is it what does she look like she looks like a hippo you mean lola lola ah yeah lola is a boar Boar, that's it. Yeah, Lola's yeah. a boar, and she wants to she marry wants Absalom. To marry Absalom. Uh, that almost sh- it's her thing, kind of funny. I feel like yeah. that's the funniest part of it. And there's a know? pretty there's a pretty good scene later with like her like talking it out with Nami. You know, just having Nami, some girl talk. Nami tells her she's a man, which okay, uh, maybe yeah. uh, maybe not the best way to diffuse that. But but she does say. But there's like you know just like yeah, girl talk about you know oh yeah you should go get it. Yeah, yeah, it's like I think you and Absalom would be great together. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i mean well, what else is there to say that's that's basically all there is to absalom he fights sanji later yeah it's, it's an okay fight i guess we'll get to that in but yeah. but i guess like yeah that is the the they play off of each other in that they're both obsessed with getting married yeah. i don't know why absalom lola's i guess makes more sense but i don't know because so, when sanji finds out that absalom is like going to marry nami he's like you know sets like, off oh, rage. yeah yeah he, he freaks out of course a couple of, like I said, a couple of straw hats as they're exploring and trying to find Moria get captured. Notably, Luffy, Sanji, Zoro. Who else gets captured? I think Is it just those three? three? Yeah. They get their shadows taken away and then they get thrown back into the ship. Right. So, Sanji <clears throat> and Zoro uh, kind of like happen very like quietly. They're, they're in the. They get like sucked into the portraits, I think. Yeah, but we don't really, if I, maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but we don't really see it. It's more like later they're like, hey, you know, where's Sanji? No, the only, or, right, the only person you see get their shadow taken is Luffy. Right. Um, and then later they encounter, like, you know, there, there's like a... <clears throat> there's like a dog. A dog that's... with a... Ah, like a little hat. It's a penguin body. Penguin dog, body. Like dog, right. bulldog, bulldog face, penguin body. And it's like, and it's like I he, won't he kick won't a woman. Attack, yeah, it won't. And they're like... 
Sanji? That's a weirdly specific thing. <laughs> yeah, and you find out that Sanji's shadow was put on this like little right, thing. Right, and, and there's like another zombie with a sword who... Well, I think we actually... we. I, so, as, so, I assume so that two, what turns out to be Brooke. So there's two zombies with swords. So I think we... Have we... There's a famous dead samurai that had Brooke's shadow put into it. But right. Brooke is also a swordsman. He's not as good as Zoro, but he right. uses a sword. Um, and then Zoro's shadow was put into just another, like, a, a, yeah. sword, a regular swordsman. Not the cooler looking one. Luffy's shadow. Right. We, we find <laughs> out that there's, like, this, this zombie big, number 900. Big, huge, like, Goliath sort of thing. Right. It's bigger than a giant. Yes. It is it's just, just kind of washed up. Its name is Ors. I don't know why. It's just this thing that caused a lot of damage and it's really huge. I mean, it's bigger it than looks badass. It's pretty cool. <laughs> they put Luffy Shadow in it and the first thing it says is, I need meat. I'm hungry. <laughs> and, it, and it decides I'm going to be king of the pirates and <laughs> it's just kind of jumping around it's kind causing of funny. mayhem. It's funny. Um, it's a very good visual gag when it like takes off like the top of one of the towers and like turns it into <laughs> a pirate hat. That's very good. It's really cute. It, it, um, I, yeah, go ahead. Zach. Oh, I was going to say he also like tries to do his like gum gum attack yeah. can't it's like um, oh i can't stretch so i'll just like punch really fast instead <laughs> yeah it's funny because like gecko moria watches him go away and he's like huh How about i that? wanted i wanted to play with oars but i guess i'll just wait because he knows he tells luffy later when um yeah luffy catches up finally to gecko moria and is like hey you're the guy i have to beat up right and gecko moria is like well we wait long enough and uh, oars's shadow will become yeah like, it's just like a, a more let, mindless let, letting it get it Get it out of so system. he's just like chilling in the corner he's like you see him like he's drawn like um leaning against the side of the building yeah it seems like gecko moria's main <laughs> trait is like he's kind of lazy and he just like wants his like underlings to do stuff for well that him was and... they said his motto in when yeah, he first yeah. appeared he's like laying in bed and it says like motto i want everyone to do my work for me or something like that yeah so he's Good pretty motto. lazy yeah he's kind of cool like um you know squad goals and all um relatable af <laughs> We didn't talk about Perona yet, did we? No, we did not. We talk about the best fight that happens the in best One Piece. Fight. Uh, one of the best One Piece fights. That's probably probably one of my favorites. Um, Perona. So she. So they've been, they've been running into these like ghosts these, like, that give you like negative feelings. Yeah, these these little ghosts that are very simply drawn. Very cute. Very cute ghosts, and they go through you. And when they go through you, you you immediately become really negative, and you just kind of like, oh, I can't do it. I'm going to die. You know, you see Zoro say like, oh, I don't even know why I try to be a swordsman. And everybody's just kind of falling over. And Perona even, says... Even Luffy's indomitable spirit. He's, yeah, Luffy, he's like, you know, Luffy yeah. can't do it. And Perona... It, it wears off after not too long. Yeah, it's not forever. But like, it, it will definitely incapacitate you for a bit. Right. And so Perona's like, don't worry, uh, Master Moria. I almost said Mariah again. Gecko Mariah Carey. <laughs> so uh, perona perona says i will i will get the rest of the crew that's like that's kind of you know the stronger members who don't have their shadows i'll get them back and she runs into the group that comprises i believe it's zoro sanji usopp and luffy and she uses the attack which is like i think it's called negative hollows and they go through everybody and you see like everyone you see luffy zoro sanji they're all upset and sad and you see Usopp just standing there and he's like, nothing, you know, he's not saying anything. And Perona's like, what the, what the fuck has just happened? <laughs> and he says the line, he says, it's so good. I am already extremely negative. 
It doesn't work against me. He's immune to the it's negative so hollows. so good. <laughs> so, like, her main weapon does not work against Usopp. Right. Because he's already, he already is pessimistic as hell. We need to get rid of the, like, MCU Hulk, my secret <gasps> is I'm always angry, and, and instead do the Usopp, <laughs> my secret negative. is I'm always negative. <laughs> Absolutely. That's basically it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and um, Perona, we didn't talk about what Perona looks like. It's a really cool design. I feel like it's very, like, cosplayable. It feels like a design that people would want to sort of dress as. It's a very cute, sort of, like, goth Lolita, maybe a little bit. Yeah. But she's, like, very tall and skinny, like, um, kind of has the proportions of, like, a brook. But she kind of looks like a doll. She doesn't really look like a real person. But, yeah, so she, uh, she's got a little um, crown on her head, like Junko and Oshima. And she has pink hair too, I believe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so she she fights Usopp. I mean, she she does have a couple other things she can do. Right. She kind of re she rallies for a bit after like the initial like oh no how can I fight this guy. Yeah. Um, she kind of uh, retreats and then Usopp finds her again because he tells him he's like hey I'm the only one that can beat Perona so just I gotta do, do it. it. I'll handle her. And so, yeah, he, she, she, she seems she's, to be able to like go through walls now. She's Weird. like projecting. It turns out she's like projecting like her spirit, her spirit from her body. Usopp um, finds this out. He like breaks down a wall into where her room is. He finds out, and uh, by this point, she's just already like freaking out at Usopp being just like. How the fuck could anybody like be immune to the negative hollows? That's so weird. Um, you'd have to be pretty negative. In fact, he's so negative that the negative hollows go through him and start to <laughs> they get start sad. Getting yeah, they 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 put their heads on the ground, kind of like how Foxy did the gloom thing. Oh yeah. And they're, they're like, ah. <laughs> losing my voice a little bit. Wow, this this happens. This always happens with One Piece. <laughs> I can't I can't remember exactly where it was, but we get one of like Oda's great shocked character faces from Verona, mm-hmm. like the buggy eye. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's that mouth. it's that same it's that same page where he says like I'm always negative. I'm already yeah, extremely okay. negative. Yeah, it's right under it. Yeah, you're right. It's it's right there. It's, it's a re- very it's, good one. It's really good. We haven't seen a girl make that face yet, but there'll, That's true. there'll be another one in Dress Rosa where a girl makes that face. Again. <laughs> Kinda sorta. Yeah, yeah. And for Maybe like gr- a similar like, reason. Yeah. So yeah, Usopp wins in this very funny way where like he shoots a star that like is full of pink cockroaches at Perona and she freaks out. And then he gets up this huge looking hammer. It says 10 tons on it. Classic. And he's like, this we, is we've the- seen this done before. <laughs> he's like, she's like, oh my God, no way. You can't lift that. That's 10 tons. And, and he lifts it. Like, she just like faints from fear. Usopp's golden hammer and it like pops on her. It's just a big balloon. Yeah. It's it's one of the most Looney Tunes fights, but it's very fun. It's it's really uh, creative, and uh, yeah, Perona like basically like a lot of One Piece uh, like minor villains like basically like kind of froth at the mouth. <laughs> that's how they. That's how like Usopp beats people a lot. He just kind of like breaks their minds. <laughs> I, He's a trickster. I yeah. 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 So, oh man, it's just it's just really good. He also channels Sniper King at some point during the fight, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, he, he does the. What would Sniper King do? Yeah, just so good. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 Sniper King is his persona. Yeah, it's basically. Cool because like his, the mask. It's himself. I am Val. <laughs> <laughs> Imagining Usopp ripping off the Sniper King mask and screaming with yeah. the, the blood dripping down his face. He's, oh, he's the full Arcana. Yeah, absolutely. Usopp, ooh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Luffy else. has got to be like Strength or Chariot. Oh, geez. I think, 
I think we end here with where we stopped is that Sanji has this fight with Absalom, which I don't really have much to say, except he was jealous that Absalom got the invisibility fruit because... Right, we learned that Sanji had himself like read that catalog of devil fruits before and he's so like, so it's definitely a thing that existed it was yeah. like i didn't just make this up so that blackbeard knew what he was looking for right and it's like you know oh, of course you know i, I wanted to uh be a noble hero yeah, but i actually just wanted to peep and stuff yeah. it's like yeah this so is sanji takes joke. like personal affront that absalom has the devil fruit absalom that he wanted was able to be a bigger like pervert than him which is something um <laughs> So yeah, he, he beats him. Um, power of love. Is, Sanji is often on fire during this part because he's like so fired up over Nami being lost. That feel one. Yeah. Uh, and I think we end with like Brooke finds the guy who has his shadow. It's Samurai Ryuma. Right. And then just as he's about to lose it, um, he because he tells Frankie and Robin uh, when he finds them like why he wants to like get his shadow back mostly and it's to find a friend to find see a the friend like again. remaining member of the crew who is left behind. and he's like yeah it was a whale you know laboon and they're like laboon laboon was his friend that he left behind whoa <laughs> oh, yeah and you see a little cartoon we, we find out more of this later you see a little cartoon of baby baby laboon he's very small very small doing his blue very cute yeah and so it turns out that like brooks crew met laboon like 50 years ago and said and... we'd be back as we know from and... when we met laboon at the beginning of alabasta mm-hmm. and uh, broke works yeah. yeah and laboon is a whale so he probably live a long time and he's very big now as we know Quite so big. you know and and of course brooke is like well he won't recognize me now but i'll recognize my hair that's so right. Want... That's he can't. He's fight. He's fighting this zombie that has his soul and like the body of like a master samurai. But you know, he's like, no, not the afro, which it sounds like silly at first. But that's like, no, he'll recognize it. Yeah, so it's, it's good it's and sweet. Cute. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like uh, Brooke's backstory is gonna make Walter cry as he's reading. The first... I never cry. <laughs> you have a heart of stone. I'm, I'm stoic. Yeah. I study Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> yeah exactly um this is exactly what marcus aurelius we we got to see i don't think frankie or robin really have a fight here but we get to see that robin has this cool ability where she can fly for that's a couple so seconds. cool yeah yeah this is what i was talking about robin often has these little sort of like not very big moments but they don't feel just like oh we had to ever do something which i feel like is kind of like what he does with nami a lot of the time but yeah. like but robin does have these like because of her power she can like put all her arms together and make big wings she can only fly for like five seconds. Yeah, she says but... she's like sweating, and and it's like one of the few times she gets a funny moment. It's like Frankie's like, "You can fly," and she's like, "Yeah, for about for about five seconds." And she like basically barely makes it to the um the ledge. They're trying to get away from this big spider thing, but oh my god, did we cover all the important stuff? That that's about halfway through Thriller, thriller Bark. A little bit more. I mean, Luffy fought like Gekko Moria for a little bit. Right, <laughs> but like it wasn't really right. What know. it mainly was was that establishing like he could hit Gecko Moria. Yeah, he can kick him. He yeah. has a paramecia. He's not. He's not made of shadows. Right, but um, he can like use the shadows to like block stuff. Yeah, as you said, like during that uh, scene with Robin and um, Frankie. Frankie, they are like fighting this like large spider guy, but there isn't like too much to say. About it's just that. a spider. I literally forgot this character existed. I don't <laughs> think it's important. A lot of the. A lot of the um the filler bark people are like this. Ooh, also I found out the samurai is from Wano. 
They mentioned yes, the that's correct. Wano, they did mention Wano. Which, which and, I guess... And they mentioned Kaido. They mentioned Kaido. Gekumaria said Kaido beat him up. Yeah. And he's like, with, with Luffy's power, we're going to put this in oars and we're going to be able to like stand up to Kaido. And I was like, oh. Is that the first mention of Kaido? No, Kaido was mentioned a little earlier. I forgot to, I forgot to mention it in what we just read. Okay. Yeah, because it's when Garp, Garp or whoever, I forget who it is, talks about... That's the right. warlords and the four the emperors the great emperors right. um which is big mom's shadow i think is shown for the first time and she looks way different than how she's gonna look in the end yeah um that's that's half the thriller bark it's it's pretty good so far i think i feel like it doesn't really have the same sort of oomph as like some of the other ones because it's just kind of a place they run across they don't really mean to go there right i'm not saying all the arcs have to be these big important things um but yeah it it is relatively short though and it ends in a pretty interesting way i think Mm -hmm. we'll we'll have i think we'll have a lot to talk about when we get to that the end of thriller bark is so good oh my god you're right and i i had completely forgotten about this and i'm excited to talk about this this might not be until the next episode but there's a there's a thing that happens in the first chapter after Thriller Bark that we still don't know anything about or understand. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to look that up actually when we're done. I'm curious. I can't remember what that is, but okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I, I remember, I sort of remember this. Yeah. That's um first, first part of Thriller Bark done and Eni's lobby, post Eni's lobby. We're still going pretty strong. I don't think we've really hit any snags so far, like big yeah. ones. So by... Next time we'll be reading up to chapter five hundred, correct? Yes, we're gonna read. So we'll be basically yeah. halfway through. Four sixty six mm-hmm. to five hundred. Yep, we'll be halfway through. So in another year, we'll be caught up. <laughs> I think that's how it, that's about. Where Roughly, we're at. yeah, adjusting for like you know how the series itself will progress. Yeah, exactly, one piece inflation. Yeah. We have to one piece inflation. Yeah, we have to. Suddenly, Oda's gonna be doing like three chapters a week. No, please. <laughs> I don't think that's even physically possible. You know, back in the uh, back in like you know the twenties, a single chapter of One Piece would run you with you know with like five. I don't know. <laughs> it would run you fifty dollars. It's like we had our ten chapters of One Piece for five years, and we liked it. We didn't get another volume for like you know we got five year intervals. Oh, are we talking about One Piece, or are we talking about a Song of Ice and Fire? Ooh, dang. Uh, or Berserk. I guess is the better comparison. Uh, Oda, Oda hasn't found a gotcha princess game, idol game to get obsessed with. <laughs> please do not until you're done, buddy. <laughs> yeah, please don't get addicted to gambling. Just just imagine if right at this point when it's like seeming like One Piece is like heading towards its end, Oda like just like gets like obsessed with some like gotcha game and it just like takes up his life. And I'm like, sorry, I'm playing idol. We're, we're again. like slowing down, like you know. 40 then like 20 then like 10 you, chapters a year do you think oda has a contract to do like at least a Unlo- chapter a week and some weeks off i do not know i because, i would assume not because hmm, contracts of that kind are often like in the freelance world you know I, I can't claim to know a lot about like uh the specifics of publishing but contracts are often disfavored because they bind both ways usually hmm um what does that mean then that they have to pay you for and they you know if you are now granted you could contract and say like you know like uh we want like you know 12 issues from you a year but we could like you know cut that off for 
whatever, not 12 issues a year, we're talking manga, uh, 50 chapters a year. Anyway, I I imagine it's probably not contracted in that sense because then like, you know, it's more free form so that they can basically drop things at Mm -hmm. the drop of a hat. Oda takes a break about every third week, but he is pretty well known. He is pretty infamous for being very... Like I I noticed just because I was keeping track of it in my like catch up, like trying to time getting getting caught up before 1000 <laughs> came out but like last year and this this could have just been like due to covid or um i i think i'd read that he, he had had some health issues but he 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 kind of slowed down to a, a point where he was pretty much doing like every two weeks right which is good i mean honestly like <laughs> like he his health before anything else like I, yeah. he did take I, I a month did, off yeah yeah he took a month off around the time skip i remember that was the longest break he ever had i did I read about that yeah yeah, yeah, and I mean, thank God. I mean, I hope his health stays okay. I don't appreciate, like, crunch culture and manga. It just seems like it's a thing. I don't know really what to say about it, except I hope that things get better with that. <laughs> you know, like, like the work is great. We love the work, but we'd prefer people to be alive and healthy um, and not overworked and stuff. <laughs> yeah, Pretty that's, my, that's, my strong, that's my strong opinion on that. All right. Yeah, so... well... Emily and I will be back in a couple of weeks to talk about February and Shonen Jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as we said, we'll be back to talk about up to Chapter 500 in about a month from now. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Goodbye to a Shoe. I am at Cosmos, of course. And I'm at Walker Fox. All right. Uh, I assume that's it then. Thanks, everyone, yeah. for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.